Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith that is ultimately about inspiring hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this at mygatewayfellowship.com. So many of you know who've ever heard me speak before, you know one of my favorite passages comes from the book of John 16, verse 33. I'm going to start there and kind of come back. And what I love about that verse is that Jesus is a straight up God. He's straight up. And you know, when in, in our world today, it's kind of really hard sometimes to find some truth. I mean, you put on the news, it can just be crazy. You talk to people, they can be kind of shifting things and saying one thing, meaning another. But when you get to Jesus, he's just straight up honest. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. And he says this in John 16, which is a heartbreaking chapter in the scriptures for me because it's so true. He says this at the end, and we're going to kind of start at the end and work our way back like Star Wars, and I hope that this will, you know, make some sense to us, and if you haven't heard this passage before, this might hurt you a little bit if you've never read this. You're like, what? Jesus said that? But it's true. Jesus says this, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Can you repeat that with me? In this world, you have trouble. You guys sound like you might have some trouble right now. (laughs) In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart with an exclamation point. So you don't read it, but take heart. You don't read it like that. But take heart. Nice. Thank you. You're in it. I've overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Like I said, John 16 is a bit of a troubling chapter for me in the scripture. And it's not because it's really hard and complex to understand in, you know, in in a deep theological way. Although I would be lying to you if I said, I understand all of John 16. I've studied, you know, there's always new light to find in anything in the scriptures. However, this passage doesn't, this chapter doesn't seem so difficult for me. What makes it hard is that Jesus is explaining to his disciples that he's going to die and that things are going to get a little crazy. And he says this whole big piece and then ends it with that. I've told you this so that you can have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart, I overcame the world. It seems like at this moment, the disciples and Jesus are having one of those moments, those kind of conversations that you would never, ever forget. You ever had one of those with somebody? Maybe it was with someone who's passed away, someone who's gone. I know I have those with my mom. Moments that I had talked with her before she passed that I I will never forget this moment. I will never forget what you're telling me because what you're speaking to me is such truth. You know what I mean? Because in a world of lies and deceit and manipulation, when you hear truth, sometimes it just hits you in the chest like a ton of bricks. And Jesus is talking to his, to his boys, to his buddies, and he's saying, listen, things are going to get really, really crazy. I'm going to die. This whole thing is, is, is happening. And it's so funny because, you know, it says in, um, it says in John 16, uh, where are we at, 29, that the disciples said, now you're speaking clearly without figures of speech. Let's keep going to the next verse. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not 
need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. There's this, there's this, there's this, hold on, we'll stop there, Anthony. There's this moment where Jesus, who you know was speaking in parables and speaking in ways that, that w- w- may not have always been the easiest to understand. Here he is talking directly to his boys and saying, this is what's going to happen. He's speaking absolutely crystal clear. Like, this is happening. There's no way you can miss what I'm saying here. And then it says that the disciples said, oh, wow, now we see you're talking clearly. Now we believe. You you get this? Now we believe. Almost as if all this time they were confused and maybe their belief was wavering. It made me remember, this reminds me of when I used to be a student. And maybe some of you guys can relate to this. When you're in class and the teacher's talking and you kind of don't know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? You kind of do. But you know, like deep inside, you're like, I don't get it. But you don't want to ask questions. You know what I mean? Like what, it was, maybe this was what the disciples were going through the whole time. They were just following him. And Jesus was talking in these parables and like, yep. Oh, you don't understand? Yeah, you're not smart like us. You know, that kind of thing. You know, but it says here, look, now we see that you're speaking clearly. We, you don't need to answer any questions. Now we believe that you're God. And, and it's like that you're from God. And it's like it, it, it rubs Jesus the wrong way almost. Let's go on to the next, 31. And Jesus says, you believe at last, Jesus answered. Next slide. But a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Then he goes on to say, famous verse for the night, I've told you these things so you can have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So just a few points. In this world, you will have trouble. Sam and I, hi baby, recently celebrated our one-year anniversary, as I told you guys. And we got away, and you know, we got to hang out, and you know, just... We have no money, so it's like just try to, you know, make things work. And um, we just had a good time, and we were just reflecting on all the, the randomness of our day and the craziness of putting everything together. And, you know, if you're married, that, that day is beautiful and stressful all in one. And we were, you know, just thinking about how everything, you know, how beautiful it was. And I was thinking about the vows that we said to each other. And vows that you may have said to someone else, and I'm sure you have heard, but it's, you know, there's one part of the vow that can be just a little troubling. And uh, Pastor Terry, you're an expert with this, but you know, there's this part, and I'll just kind of paraphrase it. He's like, I'm going to love you in the good times and in the bad times, when you're rich and when you're poor. We haven't got to the rich part yet. And uh, I, I don't know if we ever will. But you think of those vows that you say to someone, I'm loving you in good and in bad. When we're rich and when we're poor. It's almost to say as, hey, you know what? From this day forward, you guys are going to move on. And you're going to have a life together. And in life, you can almost guarantee, not almost, you can guarantee that you're going to have some tough times. And when you're taking these vows, 
with each other. Realize that there will be some bad times. There will be some hard times. There will be some poor times. And maybe there will be some rich times. But expect it. And as, you know, as we said that to each other, we knew full well this is truth. You know, that's one of those truth moments, man. And it's the same thing that Jesus is saying. Look, I'm making a vow with you. I'm making a pact to you. But I want you to know straight up, there's going to be some hard times. And what blows my mind in myself and in other people is how shocked we are when bad things happen. You know, how shocked we are. We think sometimes that, oh, you know, we, we've done everything right. We've been baptized. We've given money to the church. We've done this or we've done that. Or I say my prayers. I read the Bible every day. Why, why are things going bad? Well, it's because this, you got a straight up God who told you in this world, you will have trouble you will have trouble and uh some of us think that just because we're believers and we know that we're blessed and highly favored that everything's going to be smooth sailing and some of us say that i understand that i will have tough times but when the tough times come then you act completely shocked you know all of us are like this we are blessed and we are favored but there will be hard times i was thinking about this when i was a little boy I, uh, my, my dad, who has worked at the same job for 36 years, he had this friend who, you know, they kind of started the job together, and now that guy moved up the corporate ladder and is totally stressed out. My dad is, you know, still his buddy. And um, at the time, when we were younger, um, he, this guy uh, named John, had a side job. And I'm, I'm really about to date myself right now. And I don't know if any of you guys will remember this. But his side job, he worked at night, I think on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. He worked a, a little side job at a place in Greenbelt. And you guys know Greenbelt. Does anyone know Greenbelt? Show of hands. Okay. So he worked at a place in Greenbelt, and it was called the Golden Dome. Does anyone know the Golden Dome? Show of hands. Tony, is it just me and you, dude? Okay. So you know the Golden Dome was an arcade. Do they even have arcades anymore? At your house, right. A PlayStation, that's, that's it. So, so this, was, this was a long time ago. And it literally was the Golden Dome. And it was this ugly, like, beige-colored color, circle that was probably golden for, like, two minutes when it was first built. And now, you know, it just, through the rain and the wind and just, you know, maybe the hard times of Greenbelt, it's like this ugly mud this ugly mud-colored circle looks like an igloo, a dirty igloo, and inside, though, was all the video games that you could imagine. Tony, you know, you used to work at an arcade, so, like, this was fun stuff, and I'm this little kid, I'm in elementary school, and uh, I can't stop smiling right now, I'm just thinking about how I, I used to be so happy playing that. But what was so cool about it was that, you know, I'm this little boy, you know, with my dad, and my dad would take me there, and he'd go hang out with John. And when I would go there, John would say, Pete, and he would take a handful of coins and just be like, go have fun. Can you imagine, as a little boy, just, (gasps) coins. And then he would say, if you run out, just come back and see me. And I'm like, I am blessed and highly favored. I could do anything. I could go to any game and I could lose as much as I want. But I just, 
God, just putting in coins and coins and coins. That's the coin, that's the coin sound. And I'm really about to date myself, but this one time, there was this brand new game in the arcade. It was brand new. It was, a, it was a new TV show. It was a new cartoon. And I was young enough. I mean, I was like probably like third or fourth grade. So, you know, I was still kind of young. But, uh, <laughs> but it was this new game. It was like the latest craze. It was the coolest thing. And it was this new ca- cartoon that was really kind of out there. And it was called Teenage... <laughs> Some of you guys have known Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all your life, right? But I remember a time when there was no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then all of a sudden, here are these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant... Remember that? Turtle power, exactly. Donatello. You guys are just saying stuff. You don't know about this. Donatello. <laughs> Master Splinter. That's right. It was so... The concept behind this, yeah, as a little kid... These turtles, they go down in the sewer, sewers and they get covered in ooze and they become magic ninjas. And one's name is Donatello with a bow staff. One's name is Leonardo with swords. One's name is Raphael with... No, wrong. With size. And one is Michelangelo with nunchucks. And their leader is this gigantic rat named Master Splinter. I mean, this is like wholesome stuff. And... And... This video game came out, and it was a four-player game. So when I found out that that game came out, the next week I I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, can I bring some of my friends to come play this game? And so Dad asked John, and John said, sure. So me and three friends, we go there, and we're, like, ready to play. And I didn't tell them, like, the best part was, like, I got free tokens, you know? And I'm telling you all this because I want that token analogy to just kind of go in your head where you feel like you got all that you want. You know, just, it's just flowing. Blessings just flowing. And we got there, and I went up to John, and John was like, hey, Pete, booze, 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 gave coins. And my friends were like, huh, you're the coolest. You know, I'm just like thinking I'm the coolest guy right now. Everyone got coins, 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 and we started playing this game. And when we started from the beginning, and we just kept going. And I, I wasn't the best at this game, um, and neither was my friends. And we were young, you know, so, you know, our expertise in video games came much later. And we're playing, and um, there's people, I mean, this was like, I can't explain, it sounds crazy, but this was really like the hot thing. Like, this, this game was like the place, and the Golden Dome was like, there were like thugs hanging out there, you know, like, it was like a cool place to be. And so here we are, these little, I mean, I'm short now, you can imagine back then, I'm just like barely seen over the thing. I'm playing this game, my friends are playing, and these guys are watching behind us, and they're just like, dude, how many coins this guy got? You know what I mean? Because I, like, you know, you're about to lose. Chicane, chicane. Put in more coins. I mean, we got to a point where one of our friends ran and got to John and got, we're, we're, we're running low. He's like, sure, you know, here you go. We're playing this game. And we were, I mean, we were terrible. But we were like, there's no way we're going to stop because we got unlimited tokens. And it's going to be a good time until we beat this game. And we're going to say, we overcame and we're going to win. And these guys are just sitting behind us, standing behind us, and they're just mad, and they're like big kids, and they're all upset, and then they leave. I'm like, all right, cool. 
Just playing, just playing, playing. Next thing we know, this guy comes from behind. This is so ghetto. This guy comes from behind us with a fire extinguisher and sprays us. Sprays the whole place. This little dirty igloo, which is like this tiny circle, circle dough, is filled. Have you guys ever smelled that stuff? It's not good. And it tastes and it's disgusting. And we're like, what is going on? We can't believe it. How could they do this? These guys sprayed the whole place to try to get us off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you know what? We had, John's like, everybody out. He doesn't know what's going on. So we run out the place. And we're just like, oh, we're like doing so well. We're about to win. And don't you know, don't you know, when we came back, it was too late. All of us had died. Have a good night, everyone. That's the end of my story. <laughs> my point of this is, even when you have unlimited tokens and this power supply, you can still expect that sometimes something completely unexpected and as crazy as a fire extinguisher over you. So just anything to try to stop your blessing and try to take your focus away. You can expect it. You know why? Because Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. How many of you have ever had a problem that has kind of just come out the blue? I can't believe I'm going through this. Have you ever experienced that? I can't believe this is happening to me. How, How did this even happen? Well, it's because we have an enemy, but you can understand this. That Jesus told you, you will have trouble, but don't forget the end of this whole little fact. It's that you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome. I have overcome. You know, I'm always amazed at how easily I can forget how victorious I am as a Christian, not because of anything good that I have done. In fact, if we were to pull out the scales, My bad stuff, I'm sure, could outweigh a lot of my good. And I'm sure it could for all of you as well. But by grace, we have been saved. Amen? By God's grace, and it balanced things out. And I forget so so many times how victorious I am, not because of me, but because of the victory that Jesus won on the cross. And remembering that God's not dead. He's surely alive. He beat death. That's my God. That's my friend. That's my rabbi. That's who I follow. That's who's got my back. That is my Jesus. And, and, and I am in him and he is in me. And sometimes I walk around like a total opposite of that. I walk around like the total opposite of that. And I feel broken and afraid. And I don't believe that when I repent, I'm actually forgiven. I don't, I, I just, you know, it's just one of those things where I don't feel it. And what's so funny is that, you know, you go back to this, to this game. When the smoke cleared, we lost. And, that, you know, and those guys actually ended up getting kicked out. So there was like these new dudes who came in and, and they were really good. But like the next week or so, we went back there. We played again. And we won. Still same source of our blessing was those tokens just kept coming but there was a bump along the road and to this day I don't know why I got sprayed by a fire extinguisher <laughs> I don't know what was really going on in their heads except I mean maybe the whole purpose was that I could say it in a sermon someday 
And I'm just telling you this because I don't know why you may go through some of the stuff that you go through. Some of it may be very well because you made a bad choice. I know that's happened to me. But still, in God's glory and in his goodness, babies and fools, man, he pulls us out and looks out for us. We don't know why things happen sometimes, but we know that when they do happen, God's going to have our back and God's going to pull us out. You know, the last point I want to make about this is um, it's from verse 32. Maybe, Anthony, if you could put that up, brother. That'd be great. Um, What I love about this passage is that Jesus is just, again, in his bold honesty, he's talking to his guys who are just like, man, thank you for speaking so clear. And it's almost like, you want me to speak a little bit more clear? There's a time coming, and it's, in fact, it's already happening, where you guys are going to leave me. You're going to abandon me. And he says this, and his heartbreaking words, you will leave me all alone. As Jesus. You will leave me all alone. My best friends. You will leave me all alone. But what does he say here? Yet I am not alone. For my Father is with me. Jesus knew that his God, his Father, was always with him. And it's the same promise that he gives to us. I'm with you always. We're talking about trust tonight. And it's a simple point. Some of us have lost the trust that we once had because of various situations. You got sprayed. You didn't see it coming. You weren't doing anything wrong. And it came, blocked your vision. You had to get out, made you stop. You know, every, it just it hit you hard. And some of us, the choice, our pain that we're going through is not because of somebody else, but it's because of ourselves. And somehow we've just got to this point where we're just like, Lord, how could you still love me? Well, I want you to remember that in the Hebrew tradition, Jesus, as a rabbi, had disciples. And as disciples of the rabbi, we're to be so close that it actually says that you should be covered in the dust of your rabbi. What does that mean? That if Jesus is saying, I'm not alone, we should take on that same attitude. And I want you to know tonight, no matter how messed up you are, no matter how off you are, no matter how bad you may have been, no matter what kind of situation you're in, your Father is with you and you are not alone. Your Father is with you and you're not alone. He will not let you fall. He will not let you fall. You know, it's funny. I've told you this story before, but there's no other way I can illustrate trust without saying this. It's when I was learning how to swim and my dad was teaching me. And for a long time, I had had those little floaties, you know, and it's easy to do it, easy to swim when you got the floaties. But you can't be a grown man wearing floaties. Terry Johnson. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You got to learn how to swim eventually. And um, so my dad was teaching me how to swim. And um, he would stand in the water. And he would say, swim to me, son. 
doggy paddle. I didn't breathe like that. I don't know what that was. And I would just go, I would go to him. And as soon as I get close to him, he'd just back away a little bit more. I'd swim close and dad, dad, and he'd just back away just a little bit more. I'm like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Kept going like that for a while. And then I got to a point where I'm just like, my arms, my little arms are getting tired and I'm just starting to go down and just pick me up, you know, hold me and just, you know, have, you know, just that, those kind of moments that you'll just never forget. And sometimes it may seem to you that God is just backing away, backing away, backing away, backing away. But because of that today, I dare say I'm the best swimmer in this building. Maybe not, but I can swim. You know what I mean? He got me through. He taught me. It wasn't easy, but he taught me. And I just want to encourage you, you know, I know that Gateway's got a lot going on. This is our time to trust God, to see what do you got planned? What do you, what do you got on your mind, Lord? And for you individually, this, I just want you to remember your God is with you and you're not alone. You're not alone. And praise God for Jesus who knows what it feels like to be abandoned and to feel broken, but deep in his heart know the truth that he was never alone. I'm going to invite Jackie to come on back up. And my good friend Tony, who's blessing us with the, with the song. And um, when they're done, I just want to have a special prayer. And um, I just pray that you guys will be blessed. I know you will be blessed. Um, and as Jackie sings... If you would just think of the goodness of God and the truth that you, in fact, are not alone. Amen. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.